Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing, we just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. Glad that we're all here together, though. That's a good thing. We're all hanging out bright and early Monday morning with Morning Walk and Photo Talk with the Artist Forge. So glad to have everybody here. We've got an interesting week coming up. So last week, we talked a lot about conflict and confrontation and how we manage those things as artists and business people. And this week, we're going to talk about internal conflict. So we know some of the things that we have to do to plan for conflict or confrontation with our followers, our audience, business people, you know, our clients, just other folks in general. But what happens when the conflict is internal? What happens when we are the ones (laughs) causing difficulty for ourselves? What do we do then? So that is going to be the topic of conversation this week. But We had talked about it and decided that Mondays were going to be um, a little bit more informal. We're going to try to save Mondays for just really great conversations. We want to hear what's going on in your life. And if you've had um, anything interesting happening, anything you thought would be great to share or talk about, any lessons you learned, just anything we can share that um, might make for interesting topics of conversation and hopefully the goal is that that those conversations will also spawn more ideas for things that we can talk about here in the morning so that might be you know an experience you had with a client that taught you something interesting or maybe a struggle that you went through or um, even just a topic that's been coming up that you thought man that would be a really great topic for conversation you never know what ideas those kinds of things might spawn so Today is a chat day. If you want to come up and hang out today, raise your hand. We are coming up and hanging out and chatting this morning. So I'm making my mods mods. Go ahead, Matt. One of the things that I did this weekend, and it it is directly from this group. um, I went back into my website and looked at all of my messaging and tried to clarify all of that and make it more in line with what I'm trying to do. So all that story brand framework stuff that we did a couple weeks back, um, I actually sat down and took a hard look at what I was saying on my website and at least on the homepage and on a few other places, updated the verbiage. There's still a lot to do, um, but it felt good to kind of update and make the, the site sound a little bit more in line with how I sound and how I talk and the things that I believe in and what I want to do for an experience. So, I just went through the whole story brand framework and, um, you know, tried to apply that type of message clarity to the site. And it feels good to kind of knock that off and not have it out there as a, as a stressing pain point, like, Oh, I hate the way my website looks, or I hate the way it sounds or anything like that. So starting to come together, it felt. Yeah. I'm that's great. And Nope. Sorry. I, uh, for some reason the connection broke and I thought you would stop talking. So I was going to say that's awesome. And then, uh, apparently it was my fault. So. <laughs> nope. I stopped talking. 
Oh, okay. No, that's outstanding. I love that. And um, I'm also really appreciative of the fact. So y'all, um, if you go to the artistforge.com, we have been making big changes on the website, updating things. Um, it's been kind of a, a slow and laborious process, but we are getting that sucker up and running. And also as a fun announcement, Bassam has written a recent blog post that is absolutely just chock full of so much fantastic business information. I am dying for you guys to read it. It is a nice big blog post to a good 2000 words on non-negotiables and how they positively affect your business, also even your personal life, um, your art, just all kinds of stuff. So highly encourage everybody to head to theartistforge.com and, uh, and check that out because it's, it's pretty outstanding. So I'm really glad you were able to get that done, Matt. And then um, also use what you were doing to to step up and and help me with um, how things were structured on the website as well because I think it made a really big difference for how people are going to be able to experience hanging out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. You know, um, and for those of you that are going over to the Artist Forge as we speak and looking for errors, you will find some. I'm considering them Easter eggs. Um, but they're just stuff we haven't gotten around to yet. So if you see any issues, we're aware of pretty much most of the stuff. But yeah, um, I wanted people to be able to find the clubhouse. I wanted people to be able to find our live webinars and kind of what we're doing. So I'm really digging the way this is starting to come out. And um, yeah, Bassam's article is off the hook. It's great. Yeah, 100% agree. It's wild how how much it changes everything. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. It's wild how much it changes everything when you do clarify that messaging because it's like, you know, in your head, and I know this, this is really something writers experience, like we know what we meant because we know the whole story. And so sometimes it's difficult for us to remember when we're trying to put together messaging that the folks we're talking to have no idea what we're talking about talking about and um when we don't have that clarity it's really super easy for folks just to kind of um only get bits and pieces and not actually get the impact of what it is that we're we're trying to do so taking the time to go back and do that trying to do that from the perspective of a potential client who's showing up with no idea it's a pretty big deal So folks, I wanted to hear from you this morning. I know we got a lot of people who are at work and so you can't come up and share, but what's going on in your life? Where are you winning? Where's your struggles? What can we chat about today? Oh, sorry. My thing keeps saying there's a poor connection and then it doesn't want to update, but I see we have Jean with us this morning and anybody else, if y'all are in the audience today, we're just going to populate. I might, you know what I may do? If y'all just don't come up as I may just grab you, uh, you don't have to talk, but I might just bring everybody up so that we're free for open conversation. So um, if you want to come up and hang out and chat this morning, it is a morning chat and we'll start our serious conversations about internal conflict tomorrow, but don't be afraid to raise your hand, y'all. Gene, how's it going this morning, man? I feel so exposed up here on stage by myself without Erica and a few other people. I hope some people come up. I just, sorry, I, um, so first of all, um, the, the big thing that I'm still scratching my head about is the, the music video that I just released, um, now has 12,000 views. 
I still don't, I don't understand how that happened. I mean, I guess, I mean, I know Jesus is popular, but wow, like I didn't see that coming. So um, I'm trying to pick that apart to kind of understand it. Um, the odd thing is that when I look at the analytics, the top country where my views are coming from uh, is Vietnam. So uh, there's, a, there's a lot there I need to dig into and try to figure out. But that was kind of exciting. So um, it doesn't do anything for my channel because it's on my client's channel. But it's still um, something that I think, you know, is... Uh, some important validation for a project that is some of you may remember was, you know, kind of a tough haul for me this year because there was uh, a lot of conflict uh, on that project. So uh, I'm real happy with it. She of course now is really happy with it. All the decisions that I made have been kind of vindicated and she's realized that, you know, the video's okay. So that was great. Um, I am moving on now to, my next music video project and I'm I'm reflecting back on our laundromat exercise a lot because um, you know I'm trying to come up with a story and you know it's still difficult uh, to do so you know I may ask for some help on that um, and uh, and try to pull something together because I still obviously need to learn that process or I need to, I guess what I need to do is I need to get my processes established for developing that story. So I'm working on that. Um, climbing into atomic habits, love that book. It, it's weird how aligned things are sometimes with the artist forge, because I, before you guys started talking about the book here, um, I was pulled into a book club here locally in my neighborhood and everybody voted on the book that they wanted to start with. And that was the book. So, um, I've had a lot of fun, um, getting into that. Um, and it's cool that we're talking about internal conflict this week because that's the, that was the subject of my self portrait that I submitted, uh, to, for cat's adventure. So, um, I've shared one, I think pri I don't, I, I'm sure I didn't put this on the artist forge Facebook group. I think Nicole, I shared privately one with you that I was trying to do a couple years ago. And I still want to redo that one um, with some more skills under my belt. But the one that I submitted for Cat's thing was pretty fun to do. And it's something that as a veteran and as someone who's really kind of gone into the darkness and found my way back out, um, it's a subject that I, that's very passionate for me. And so I, I tend to do a lot of those internal conflict um representations in my photography. So I have, I have a few that I've done, uh, but I haven't, I've never shared them. And the one that I shared in cat's adventure is the first time I've ever kind of publicly shown something like that. And it was fun. It was, um, and it got good feedback. So, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. And, and, uh, my week is going to be trying to figure out how to tell a music video story about the, the tale of two wolves. And uh, that's what's coming up next. Right on, man. Well, congratulations on getting such great, uh, great traction with the video. Like you said, I'm sure she's absolutely thrilled. So that's, that's really, really cool. I'm glad that all the, all the hard work paid off. I know it's, it's hard sometimes. Um, one of the things that I've been looking at lately is this 
this forward progress, this momentum that we get as we are moving, you know, towards mastery and how we really would like for it to be this kind of linear thing, this linear, you know, journey where it's constant normal gains. And it's not like that at all. It's wild that it really is just gains and then falls and then great big gains and then plateaus and then falls and then a few gains and then stabilization. And then it, it just never, um, there's nothing predictable about it except it's unpredictability. And uh, it can be a really, really integral part of that experience to have something that we struggled with really pay off so that it, so that it keeps us, you know, that way we don't just fall off the wagon and, and give up. I know that's one of the more difficult things for me. So I don't know what y'all's experience with those, those plateaus and those, uh, those falls are, but man, having some validation come in feels really stinking good. It, it does. It, and, and to kind of build on the, the premise of uh, atomic habits, um, at least as far as I've gotten into the book, I mean, I, I, I love the idea of breaking things down, you know, into their processes. I'm fascinated by the concept that, you know, while goals are important, what's more important are the processes that you put in place to reach those goals. And I think that when we talk about, you know, failures and when we talk about things breaking down around us, I think that it's, it's very useful to have in your mind this breakdown of the important big things that you're trying to do so that if one element or part of that falls down and breaks apart, you don't have this perception that the whole thing is dead now. You can look at that one isolated thing that broke down and you can say, okay, everything else is going well. What do I need to do to fix this part and get it moving back forward again? So I think the same concept that they're talking about when it comes to goal setting and, and, and focusing on the processes can apply when it comes to, you know, struggling through a project. And when, when part of it is kind of going rough, you can, you can address that part and, uh, and, and not sabotage the whole thing because, you know, you think, because you, because it's all connected in your mind. So I think that's, it's been pretty, pretty cool to think that. Yeah, I agree. Um, I see we got some more hands, David grabbing you. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that's one of the more powerful things that I'm, I'm getting from the book so far is just this idea of making sure that we are building processes that it's, I mean, the process is what you live in every day. The goal is something, you know, that you achieve and then it's gone. So I, I'm 100% with you. I didn't think initially that that was going to be such an integral part of the conversation, but it really, really is. Um, so if you're not reading it, highly suggest you snatch up the book. Hi, David, Melissa, Erica. Glad to have you guys up here with us this morning. Feel free if you're in a place where you can just to unmute and respond when you ever uh, feel like you got something to say. Don't be scared, guys. It's just a chat. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see if Melissa was going to talk because I think she was before me. But... Um... I actually am also reading Atomic Habits and loving it. Um, I believe process is my love language. So I, <laughs> you know, I think that it is just um, hitting chords. And I'm also, you know, I'm in the thick of my busiest season um, and I'm plodding along and I am thankful for my processes because I'm 
still on top of things. I am still um, not feeling behind, not feeling overwhelmed. And it actually has allowed you know, some additional time for me to plan visits with my daughters. I have a couple family members that are going some, through some pretty tough stuff and my processes that are allowing me to get my work done are allowing me to help them. So, um, so yeah, I, I love the book, love the concept, love the fact that I do have a lot of those processes in place that are allowing to me to live my life. However, one of the things that um, I don't do a lot of right now is um, perusing social media. So I didn't even know about cats self-portrait thing and i even took one this weekend and i'm sad that i'm not a part of it so bummer on that but overall life is that's okay i think i'm gonna make it a monthly thing um just to to help with engagement across the board and uh it's a lot of fun you know you get to see everybody's everybody's right. work and it's it's pretty exciting to put it all together that's yeah, what well, I love about the whole the whole adventure cat is that it's not just I mean it's enough of a of a technical challenge you know for some maybe for me uh, you know to do a self portrait but I mean it it really fits within your branding of always being focused on the business side of photography and helping photographers you know kind of cinch that 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 the, that aspect of social media and the fact that you're doing this to help them do that I think is really amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I love the idea as well, and um, can't wait to look forward to to participating. I'm glad that you're going to make it an ongoing. Yeah, it's going to be fun I'm to watch everything play out. Hi, David. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, nice to to see you and uh, others. Yeah, nice to have everybody up here this morning. It's going to be fun just to chat. Thanks you so much. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm I'm curious, y'all. What has been your biggest win in the last week? Like, what do you think is the thing? Like, if you took something from last week that was pulling you forward into this week, what do you think it is? Because I feel I like find, it's definitely. Oh, go ahead, David. Oh yeah. Oh okay. okay. I find uh, ten dollars in the. Um, uh, city, <laughs> one city, uh, <laughs> is uh, uh, underground on the. That's a sign. <laughs> Sorry, this... Yeah, I think for me it's been um, <laughs> this it's is... been exactly what Erica mentioned is that um, oh, the yes. atomic the the habits it's not even so much the the big things it's the little daily stuff and recognizing that if I'm ever gonna get where I want to go or live the life I want to live daily it's gonna take building systems that I can stick with that I actually enjoy and being somebody who I know I'm going to break y'all's hearts because everybody tends to think this and I, I don't know why, but everybody tends to think that I'm really um, organized. <laughs> okay. Um, everybody tends to think that I'm really organized, but I'm not. And I wish that I was. It kind of sucks. Um, 
but I think this gives me the appearance of being organized and at least helps me be productive because that, that is rough. So, um, that's been the thing for me. What is it for you guys? What do you think is, uh, propelling you guys forward? Did anything happen or anything going on that is like moving the needle forward? One of the things that I did honestly was I was feeling all this pressure I don't know what happened this weekend, Nicole. I really don't. I don't know what switched on in my brain or changed or whatever, but um, I did have some conversations with some friends that put some things in perspective and I took all the pressure off my shoulders to book, 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 book for the rest of the year. Um, I've got a couple of shoots on the books for this month and a couple for next month. And I think I'm going to leave it at that instead of pushing super hard to get all these bookings to make my numbers for this year better. What I'm trying to do is um, just relax for the rest of the year, take projects as I see that I want them, but not feeling the pressure and stress to cram something into the end of the year, which I tend to do year over year. I'm going to take that energy, reform, and look at 2022 as kind of like coming back out again. So with all this creativity and all this stuff, um, I figured I could do with a little less stress in my life. So I decided not to do any heavy booking for the rest of the year. And it feels great. Feels great. <laughs> Talk to my accountant. But- that's right. Yeah. That's, that's going to be a different story, isn't it? <laughs> that's Man, awesome. I really want to take I'm, a I'm lesson for you. Sorry, Nicole. Go ahead. No, I just, I, I want to take a lesson from Matt because I mean, there's there's two things that I'm struggling with right, right now. So it's hard for me to say, okay, what's pulling me into next week? But trying to take these stresses and turn them into positives. I mean, I'm, I think the biggest thing that's kind of driving me <clears throat> right now is just the idea that I woke up the other day and I realized in less than a month, I'm going to be back, back in Columbia. And so I start to feel kind of compressed, like, okay, I've got four weeks left, you know, to get some bookings and get some work you know, before I, I pop out of the country and then I, I can't work anymore. But the thing is, is that I'm, I'm starting to kind of develop some potential clients down in Columbia. Um, and so I'm kind of excited about the idea of, you know, reaching out to some folks where I'm going to be and setting up some sessions down there. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to when I get down there is because I can't edit video on the road right now, Um, that's a, that's when I'm in Columbia, normally that's when I kind of pull back and focus on the website, focus on, um, this year, because I just started using HoneyBook, I'm going to be working on all the templates and everything that I need to get, you know, kind of tidied up in HoneyBook. And so I'm, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that downtime where I'm just going to be sitting by the pool with my laptop and just getting myself lined up so that when I get back in January, um, I can hit the ground running. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. So I've been stressed out about that, but I think after listening to Matt talk this morning, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be motivated by it and I'm going to use it as a, as a win. Heck yeah. Ride that out. I noticed, um, Aaron also came up and Melissa guys feel free. Hi guys. Sorry. I don't talk very much. I'm usually working. How is everyone? Good morning, lovely. How are you? I'm good. Um, My biggest win is also my biggest struggle this week. And maybe if I have some extra brains to chew on it, I might come up with a better solution. Um, 
I was hired by Amex to retouch for an event yesterday, and it was to celebrate their small business card holders, their uh, business platinum card holders. And they decided to set up a photo booth. Now, the photographer is the one that found me, the photographer that was shooting the photo booth. And there are several hundred guests at this event, but they were only opening the photo booth for an hour, the cocktail hour before dinner at this event. Uh, Approximately 66 people went through the photo booth in an hour, and they had me retouching on site immediately following the headshot. Now, between the headshot and me retouching the file, they have someone helping the subject make their selects, as well as collecting their information in order to email the image to the guest. Now, this bottlenecks wow. the entire process. <laughs> and we, yeah. were trying to, we were trying to get them to, do, to be on board with all of the images going into an online gallery so that the guest can select the later date. Because collecting all of that information and putting it in the file name on site, it's just, it's no fun. It's, it's not glamorous. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm trying to think of a way to, to quicken this process so that the guest or the subject, whatever you want to call them in this matter, has a good time with it. I think the process of slowing down the steps from getting their picture taken to watching the retouch by giving this information over is, is problematic. And I'm wondering if anyone has an idea of how we can make this process go faster because they're flying me out to LA to do the same thing tomorrow. Hey, Aaron, uh, I, I, oh, I literally, ahead. sorry. Go ahead, Aaron. I, I, sorry. I just want to say, I, I, I just did this for John Meadows um, here in DC. Um, I was, I was the one doing this, putting them in the select folder and it, it's definitely a bottleneck. I mean, I, I got to the point where, like I wanted it to be pleasant and nice and, you know, customer servicey, but there wasn't a lot of time. It was like, get in here, pick your picture, go, I got to get the next person because John was so fast with the pictures. Um, the one thing that, that I would want to do differently is there's, there's gotta be something entertaining or time consuming between, you know, the time that they take the picture and wherever they go, to wait to be called in to do the selects. Now, in our case, I was able to get caught up because they were only getting one picture. So I don't know how many pictures you're dealing with, but they only had to pick one. But if, you know, if they had a lot to pick from or if they were really kind of like, I don't know about this one, I don't know, can we go back and look at that one? You know, that really gummed up the process. So I just feel like, I, and I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I know that for me, what I would want to do is I would want to find something for them to do in another room so that they're not, kind of, you know, watching the sausage, but, but they're, they're waiting to be called in to do the selects and then, and then they can just kind of like be entertained doing something in another room. I, I mean, that's just a, a thought that I had because it was definitely a, um, a bottleneck in the, in the process. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate your, um, your su- suggestions. Unfortunately, the whole process has to happen within that one hour. So, they are funneled from headshot to selects to giving up their contact information to retouch. Um, oh, go ahead. And, 
No, I'm sorry. Then the contact information is more than just a name and phone number, or is it because for for the um, John was using a website called uh, shoot, I, I I wrote it down. It's uh, speakmyphoto.com or seekmyphoto or something, but it was somehow tied to his select folder. So when you put the picture in the select folder, it automatically went. To this website and then all you had to do is right click on the picture and put in the person's phone number and email address and it was attached to the image so I, i'll try to find that that website he was using and i'll send that to you today that's amazing because we were just using lightroom because the photographers tethered into lightroom and then we were just using the gallery view feature in lightroom for them to make their selects starring the photo they pick and then someone was adding the first last name and email address to the file name upon export oh yeah and then and then the images are then we transferred to me in another room where i'm doing the retouching so we were using capture one and somehow he had the selects folder in capture one tied to this website so as soon as you put a picture in that select folder within seconds you'd go over to the website and it would automatically populate there. And then all you had to do is click on the image, put in phone number and email address. And then that that's where his retoucher went and got the photo to retouch. And then I guess when they did something on their end, it got emailed to the client. So I'll, I'll find that website for you. I'll do that. I'll shut up here so other people can talk and <laughs> I'll find that website. That's amazing, Gene. I appreciate that. Yeah, if you have that information, I'd love to see what this software does. Thank you so much. Honestly, uh, Gene's solution sounds way better than what I had to tell you. I used to do things like this for my church all the time. And for privacy reasons, we didn't want to put it into a major gallery or a big gallery for them to select from. Um, so oftentimes I would collect minimal information, just basically, you know, something that can identify that person with the image uh, that was edited for them. And then gave them information on how to get it, like how to come back to you. Now it requires a little more work after um, because you will have people contacting you saying, I would like to get my image and then you can get them that information. Um, but yeah, it sounds like jeans will be a little more seamless um, and controlled. So if I had that, you know, when I've done these uh, events, I definitely would use it. But if you can't just collect enough information uh, so there's not a bottleneck and then do more of the work after the fact. I love when we can come up with solutions for each other. <laughs> it's my favorite. It's the whole reason we have relationships with people. I mean, it's not the whole reason, obviously, but like it's a pretty awesome side effect of the relationships that we have with people. So that makes me happy. I'm glad to hear it. Also, Erin, I hope they are paying you a buttload for this job. <laughs> Not enough. I had to teach the photographer how to tether. Mm. It's not, so it's you not need to be too, earning as a consultant, right, too. <laughs> they, they actually should have hired a Digitech, but so I'm playing both roles right now. Uh, it's because you're a superstar. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I, Man. Yep. What did I, you call that? Aaron, a, di a digitech? A digitech, a dig digital technician that helps all of all the parts speak to one another. See, I didn't even know that was a thing, and that definitely sounds like a job I should put myself out there for. <laughs> I 
Oh, they had man. me. Yeah, that's sorry. A, they had me teaching um, the photographer how to tether and a BA uh, brand ambassador from Amex how to use Lightroom in order to guide the guests through their selects process. And I was like, oh god. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. If you've um, if you've never heard of a, a digitech, a digital tech, um, go go look up Ken Yu on. Uh, on Instagram. He's, he's outstanding. He is a hundred percent the best. Um, I keep wanting to have him come work with me at some point and we just are never in the right place at the right time. But I mean, that's basically what I did for general Casey for 18 years. I mean, I, I was, my title was, was com chief, but I mean, I was the digitech. If it had wires, I mean, I, I, I've, I've been on top of the roof of his of his building in Baghdad trying to get the Super Bowl on his TV before. So, I mean, it's like there was no no limit to what I could be asked to do if it had electricity. I remember one day I was at <laughs> the vacuum cleaner. So that's just what I did. Jack of all trades. So... Anybody else like what's what's going on, y'all? What is propelling you forward? Because if you don't answer the question, I've got some really weird philosophical shit I'm gonna throw at you. <laughs> I mean, it's not entirely philosophical. Some of it really is like potentially theory stuff, but uh, it's Pratik's fault for making me think about things this morning. So, what's going on in your lives? Come and hang out audience friends um i'm also on team relax for the rest of the year and i'm having a internal struggle about that um i've just been like non-stop 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 all year and i have a couple more jobs to finish up this week and i have even like another job offer that i really really want to take and this is where my struggle is where i'm like really good at saying no to things that i'm not interested in or that i think someone else would be a better fit for but when it's something i really want to do and i know i just don't really have the time or like the mental energy to take it on at this moment like i'm bad at saying no so i'm fighting with myself over that today but i think i really need to like take a couple weeks to do jack shit right now and uh yeah that sounds so familiar <laughs> i wish basam was here so he could reteach us how to say no to ourselves <laughs> it's hard it's hard it sucks but then I, I always do this thing to myself where i like get pulled into these great projects and ah ah mm -hmm. <laughs> you can't you can't say no the opportunity just sounds like too good too much fun too I think cool stuff out the the relax for the rest of the year kind of space is it gives you an opportunity for that like bird's eye view instead of working in your business you can just sort of take a look at how you things how you want things to be and yeah stage to kind of move forward so that hustle and grind doesn't hurt so much you know Kat that's the exact reason why I did it because I realized and it's no small secret, I've mentioned it here several times, is that I've gotten pretty burned out over the past couple of months of just going 24 hours a day. And I said, how much work am I really going to get done if I keep working that hard between now and the end of the year? And I've got enough bookings to cover my nut, but I'm not going to be raking in money over the next two months, but it's enough to keep my bills paid. 
And that's, that's enough for me to get to next year. Now, this is, you know, for me individually, I wanted to step back and look at everything and say, am I, am I doing this the way that I want to do it? Are these the products that I want to offer? Is this the style that I want to shoot? Is this the message that I want to put out there before I get into another year? Like, it's a good time to just kind of see what worked and what didn't work this year. Fine tune, focus, tweak, do all those things so that I feel like when that calendar turns over that I've got a, a fresh new approach. And I don't know, I mark things in time like that, but that's exactly the reason that I did it to step back and really take that bird's eye view of the business and say, where can I do some performance improvements? And that's the whole point of it. Totally. Yeah. And like, I, I know for me personally, like I haven't been spending as much time like practicing, I suppose, like doing study and focusing on like the business end. It's just been nothing but like make art, make art, make art, make art for like 10 months straight and uh, maybe even longer than that. And I, I just, I need some mental clarity, but I don't want to give myself mental clarity. I want to make more art, but I know that the, the right thing to do is to take a step back, even though I don't want to. That's a struggle, man. It's a lot of the, um, you know, I was talking to my husband about this yesterday um, because it, it fell so much in line with so many of the things that we talk about, but he's got a, a PT test coming up, but I think it'll be his last one before he gets out of the army and, he's you know he's dealing with some issues right now and so he's like i don't you know i i'd like to uh i wish that i could just relax and and not you know try so hard or take it so seriously because he's 100 percent the kind of person who will put in every drop of effort he's got until he explodes and i was like yeah i don't i don't know if you're capable of doing that um and the reason is because his a big part of his identity and his self-worth is built around being somebody who will work really hard and and sacrifice a lot to do the best they're capable of doing. And um, I was thinking about how so much of our identity and the value we have for ourselves is built around like, you know, even just the fact that yesterday I was struggling just to take a an hour like a couple of hours and relax and just play a game you know just just do something fun that wasn't tied to the future or making things or anything else and i found it really difficult to do and a big part of it is just because that idea of like who i am and how i value myself is still really deeply tied to making things and being productive and when that's gone it's like oh no I'm worthless now <laughs> it's really hard to get yourself into that space where it's like no this is important too you need this also you <laughs> you have to take some time and step back do you find yourself then not actually accomplishing anything at all except yep being full of guilt yep <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like you tell yourself you know you need this break so cut it out and then you try to give yourself the break but you can't actually take it and then you didn't succeed at either taking the break or being productive <laughs> so no, then anxiety well, goes through the roof because yeah. you're not accomplishing anything even though what you're supposed to accomplish is nothing 
but you're so ang- you're so anxious about not doing anything that that nothing becomes just a steamer. Yeah. Yeah, you can't even accomplish nothing. It's the worst feeling ever. New group name, the artist's mess, because that's the reality. <laughs> Blacksmithing is mess. It's true. Wow, we got to be this way. Um, Eliza, I saw that your hand was up. I'm not sure if that was an accident or on purpose, but I've been trying to, I've been trying to grab you. Just doesn't seem to be going. Hi, Tara. How are you? Man, I want to tell you something funny real quick. You 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 said covering your nut, which kind of uh, reminded me of something funny. I was out um, preparing. I do bonsai trees, and so I've got these. The I've got my tropicals moved inside now for the winter, and I'm preparing the outside trees for overwintering. And I was out there. We and we have a couple of chipmunks back here in the backyard that I've built some houses for. And so we feed them a lot and we've kind of gotten attached to our chipmunks. Anyway, um, I was preparing one of my trees and my favorite tree that has this really nice uh, bonsai pot that I've made in the wood shop and everything. There was something odd about it. And I went out and was taking a look at it. And I've, I've determined that the, the chipmunks have been hiding acorns inside the the soil that they've been burying them down inside this around this tree like that's where they're keeping them <laughs> it's the funniest thing like that they, you couldn't see them but the soil was like popped up a little bit and so they were like covering their acorns to make sure that nobody found them that was very random thought for the morning but <laughs> it ties in I was trying to get over to my phone to get off of mute, so I didn't mean to leave you in awkward silence there. Yeah, I don't know if that's where it comes from, uh, but hey. Tara, I saw that you came up as well. Hello, how are you? Hello, good morning. Um, I was just going to say I relate so hard to to that taking rest and downtime and the anxiety with that. Um, I recently too left my survival job or supplemental job for photography. I was working in the restaurant industry and really this whole year for eight months, it was just go, go, go between photography clients and the restaurant. Um, I was uh, bartending and um, I think I had five days off like real days off during that eight months and any time that i would have i would just feel so anxious and everything um but anyway left my job and as soon as i did even though i feel like i'd been getting signs from the universe from god to do it and felt really solid with that everything was a little bit slower and so you know had a i had some buffer money to just you know help get me through for for that but just um the terror <laughs> of uh things just kind of slowing down but then realizing that oh okay like i i really do need to rest here and also process these feelings like why am i feeling so anxious in that and um something i was talking with my therapist about she was just saying too how you know with the pandemic even though we're all going through it and we've kind of, um, you know, it's become a sort of kind of normal, we're still really affected by it and maybe have not processed all of the feelings and, you know, just, you know, trauma of 
just how not normal everything has been. Um, so something that's been really helping me is in those moments, journaling and just like free form, not caring about spelling or anything, just like, what am I feeling in this moment? Why am I feeling so anxious? And when I finally get to name that and then see it kind of on paper, it helps to, it helps take the power away and you kind of read it back and you're like, oh, that's, you know, valid, but not something I really should be scared about or worried about. Ooh, that's such, that's such good feedback, Tara. And I think you're, I think you're so right. And I will say journaling makes a big difference for me so that I can, it it helps me sleep actually sometimes when I just have all of those thoughts going in my head and just to get them out. So they're not trapped in my brain anymore. But also I, I really, it's interesting that we're having this conversation right now at the beginning of winter which really is the period of rest. I mean, if you think about it, during the rest of the year, historically, we were trying to grow, trying to hunt, trying to store. We really were the squirrels. Like we were, we're running around, we're having babies, we're taking care of things, we're trying to put our food stores away for the winter, prepare ourselves for the hard times, so that by the time, you know, everything comes along, we can have the stuff now and you don't have any choice but to rest it's kind of built into the year that way um and it's interesting that this you know when the leaves are falling this is the time of reflection you know it's it's just kind of interesting to me that that is it's just the way that it works um nicole your um your comment actually segues perfectly into what I have made a practice year over year. Um, certainly I've had my seasons of life where I have worked nonstop year round and nearly lost my brain. I mean, it was, it was awful. And so about three years ago, I started to take December 15th through January 15th off, at least from shooting. I'll still do selection appointments and things like that because, um, a lot of times, you know, it's my busy season up until that point, and I'm just trying to to get the money in before the end of the year, if you will. But um, but I don't shoot except unless it's something creative and for me. And um, I have found that my income has actually gone up since then, and my stress level has gone down. And I feel like because it is built in, because it is part of my process. I don't have the guilt and the anxiety and everything that normally goes along with not working because it's part of the plan. It's, it's part of what I do. And that has really, really worked for me um, over the past. I, I love that you said that, Erica, and that you actually have noticed your income go up there. I think, man, it's such an important thing for us to come to terms with the fact that taking that time and taking that rest and doing those things, um, it's, it's, that it's that feast and famine. It's that natural cycle of things that we, in a way, we don't want to believe it exists because we've, you know, I think some of it is, is just the culture, this idea that you should be going all the time and hustling all the time and all of that stuff. But 
to know that we need that and then to be able to see it reflected in your income too just seems like a really great vindication for the fact that that it's a real thing and we should be making time for it um. oh sorry some weird stuff just popped up on the phone i can't believe we're already kind of moving toward the end of the hour that's wild um i want to hear anything else y'all like tomorrow and for the rest of the week we're obviously going to be getting into some like pretty serious deep conversations we're really going to be talking about um like i said before internal conflict and and how we deal with that stuff and that's that can be a relatively heavy topic um so i want to make sure we have a chance to start start the week off a little bit lighthearted. So what else is going on? What's going on in your life? Anything else cool worth sharing or fun topics worth chatting about? Hey, um, Erica, I, I wanted to let Erica know that uh, yesterday my wife and I learned that we have an entire apartment in Madrid that is ours to use whenever we want. So I think you and I should link up over there. You go visit your daughter. We'll go check out this apartment and we'll do a, a morning walk photo talk from Spain and make everybody jealous. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going not to Madrid though. I'm meeting her in Barcelona at the beginning of December because it's her birthday and she has time off. Nice. So, I love Barcelona. Um, have you been so, to Barcelona? Yeah. I have not. And I'm so excited. I'm going to send you, I'm going to so send you a couple of things on Instagram. I, I did my, my sailing uh, advanced course and nav navigation course from Barcelona and spent about a week there. It was great. Awesome. I would love all the suggestions. All. Oh, yeah. Everybody else, we will be jealous. I'm a, I will be jealous. <laughs> I'm so tempted. Um, my husband has the kind of job where there's the potential for him to work overseas. And he doesn't think we should jump on that right away and maybe give ourselves, you know, a little time to get used to not being in the military before we leave the country. But, man, Nicole, I'm you know, ready. you do Space A to Rhoda. Oh, I know. Uh, and I've been talking about that for years. And I, I wish that when I got out, I had taken a couple months to just fly space A wherever I ended up. Yep. Just go. Go and explore. That'll make everybody well, jealous. For anybody that doesn't know space A, Nicole can travel anywhere in the world for $12. What? Yeah. That's one of those little benefits that you get of, you know. Selling your soul for your country. <laughs> Is it too late to sell Josh to the army? Can can they take yeah. him and <laughs> sell him? Sell him real quick. <laughs> yep. So, um, I'm glad we got the chance to to just to catch up and to talk without any kind of other agenda, except to hear from each other and hear what's going on. And um, I really like the idea of having that be our Monday mornings, where we can come back from the week and just ease into things and have those chats. And so I'm glad we got the chance to do that. I do want to leave you with a thought. This is, <laughs> I torture people with this one. I torture myself with this one, but I just find it really interesting. If you've been here in the mornings with us for a long time, you will have heard me talk about this before, just because I think that it is such an interesting thought experiment, particularly if you are the kind of person who really likes to, um, 
if you like to marinate in ideas and, and try to figure things out and, and think about things deeply. So I have read this really wonderful little book called Reality is Not What It Seems, The Journey to Quantum Gravity by Carlo Rovelli. And what's really fun about this book is that he breaks down basically the scientific journey of humans beginning with like Democritus in uh, ancient Greece and coming all the way through scientific history to the, to the present time. And one of the things that he mentions just kind of offhandedly while talking about something else, I don't remember if it was spin forms he was talking about or what, but he said, um, when you get to a certain size, when you get to a certain smallness, let's say, heat and cold no longer exist as something you can experience. And that took me a moment. I had to sit about sit down and think about that because I, I realized all of a sudden how much of our experience of reality is based upon our size. And if you think about that, I mean, if you think about being so small that atoms and molecules, etc., cannot bounce off of your skin and transfer energy so that you feel heat as a phenomenon. Um, of course, you'd have to be, you know, approaching quantum size for this to be true. Maybe tardigrades don't feel heat. I don't know. But you'd have to be really stinking tiny. Um, if you don't know what a tardigrade is, look up water bears. They can go hang out in space and they're just these tiny, fluffy, fat little, like, wormy guys. Um, but anyway, so once you're small enough, that experience of reality, something that you and I as human beings would think, this is just something that's real. It's just a thing that happens. This is a natural phenomenon. Heat is a thing. When you're tiny enough, it's really not. You can't experience heat. And so that would change your understanding of what reality is. So I thought about the opposite. What happens if you're really, really big? Like, what happens if you're really, really big? I mean, like the world can't contain you big. How would that change your experience of what it means to exist, to be real? How many more things would you interact with? How would your experience of heat change? How would, I mean, you'd have so much more information to take in and for me, the reason I think this is such a fun thing to think about is because it drives home the point that as much as we're able to understand and as far as we've advanced in our scientific understanding of the way that things work, there is still so much out there that we don't get, that we just don't have the equipment, we don't have the organs, we don't have the sensory information, we just don't have enough to understand things on that scale. So for me, it's just a weird little thing that gives me hope because it reminds me that magic really is a real thing. I mean, we don't have sufficient technology, right? There's kind of a saying that technology that is sufficiently advanced would be indistinguishable from magic. But I also think in a really big way, natural phenomenon that are sufficiently advanced or exotic also are kind of indistinguishable from magic. 
And that just gives me a lot of hope. So fun thing to think about, just to ponder a little bit um, until we talk about tomorrow, which is going to be all internal stuff instead of external stuff. Just on the crazy author brain, weirdo brain uh, tangent, I guess, um, from that idea, that is giving me a lot of very interesting ideas about potential cosmic world building. Mm-hmm. Like, ideas of like, heaven and hell and heat and things. Yeah, it's... it's yeah. Oh, go ahead, Melissa. Um, I was going to ask if you would say the name of that book again. Yes, it is called The Journey. It's called Reality is Not What It Seems, The Journey to Quantum Gravity by Carlo Rovelli. I just bought it on Amazon. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yes, it's so interesting. I happened to find it in this really cool little bookstore in downtown Colorado Springs. We were bumming around one day and um, I came across the cover and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds really interesting. So I've read it two or three times. I loaned it to my brother. He has not given it back to me yet. I might just have to buy myself a new copy, but it's a really, really fun read. And, and um, I mean, if anybody understands spin forms by the time you get to that chapter, let me know because it still is mind boggling to me. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a really, really fun read. If, if you're into that kind of stuff, it sits over with my other, you know, brief his, history of the universe, <laughs> my other science books. So it's a lot of fun, but also just a reminder that the the farther we get and the more information we take in and the more things we learn, it's kind of cool how, I mean, Becca, you just mentioned it, but it's kind of cool how those things will, uh, those things will influence our creative brains. You just, you get so much cool stuff that way. So go forth and gain knowledge, my people. And hopefully you will join us tomorrow morning, bright and early at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's six for the West Coast and nine for the East Coast. We are going to be having really interesting conversations about internal conflicts, how we deal with those things, how we can overcome them, and sometimes how we can understand them a little bit better so we know where they're coming from. Jonas has mentioned before um, unmet needs, and I think that that's also a really great uh, lens through which to view this idea. So Hopefully you will join us then. In the meantime, go off and make something amazing and we will see you tomorrow. Have a good one, friends. Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at The Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.